In life, we all know that some things can happen unexpectedly. Some may ultimately change your heart and shift your direction. This is a journey of love and how the Holy Spirit did exactly that. This story will walk through the 24 months of an incredible soul-felt journey with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. He will share in many events that could be considered spirit-led or miracles. This is Triune Loves Me with Lori Garner. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. I'm so happy that you could join me again today, especially since now you're part of my story. On the last episode, I shared with you some darkness that overshadowed this experience, and it was actually realization that I hadn't cried for my sister who had passed away. And God gave me closure for that, and He gave me peace in my heart. I know she's with Him now. Now, during this time, just like in life, things happen simultaneously, but I'm going to do my best to dissect them and share them with you one at a time. One of the things that's continued the whole time is my texting people that I care about that I love them. They're used to that by now. But on the very first day that I did that, I text everybody in my phone that I love them, including old bosses and one in particular. When I text her that I loved her, she immediately picked up the phone and called me and said, what's going on with you? I know you for 25 years, you've never said, I love you. And I told her what had happened. And then we moved this forward approximately a few months, maybe six months, and she got diagnosed with cancer. And from that moment, we continued to stay in contact, we continued to talk, and we continued to say, I love you, when we finished our conversation. And since then, she's lost her battle. But that love has never died. And over those months, we shared God, we shared life, and we shared love. Now that practice of texting everyone continues, and if you haven't tried it, you must, because you'll be amazed how people respond. Now that experience actually taught me that time is precious, and I actually wrote something. I would like to share it with you now. It's called The Test of Time. Time is so precious we cannot predict what tomorrow brings, no matter what life brings. Even if things are not in our control, these things can bring you unexplainable joy, but it can also bring you heartfelt pain. Never turn away from love. Loving with every fiber of your soul is the most genuine and pure love one can ever feel. This love will always be a part of your soul, and it will stand the test of time. Now at this point, I was still feeling very vulnerable. I was still feeling a little confused. I was way out of my comfort zone. I was showing publicly love for people and also love for God, which was not something that I was used to. And songs played a significant part. I was wondering, oh my goodness, people are thinking I'm so weird. And as that thought went through my mind, a song appeared on my phone. It's called New Light by John Mayer. And the lyrics that spoke to me that day said, What would it matter if your friends knew? Who cares what other people say anyway? And that hit home. What is it with music and how it speaks to our souls and how the lyrics actually 
come to us at a certain time when we're the most vulnerable and when we need some kind of sign that gives us hope. Now I will share with you an amazing day. It was the day I realized that there was music in the Bible. All this time I thought it was an old boring book that I couldn't understand. And all of a sudden I landed in Psalms. And then I thought, wow, there's music in here. The words and the scriptures began to sing to my heart and fill my senses like nothing I'd ever felt. I felt the wisdom and the lyrics in the deepest chambers of my soul. It was then that I acquired a new found appreciation for love and how this amazing book holds so many clues for our life and its very existence. The music sends me. Now, while all this was happening around me and things that were happening to me, I was also grandma. And one day I had the kids at the house, the two girls were at the house, and they decided to get into a tussle like most sisters do. And I went over there to pull them apart, and I injured my hand. The middle finger on my right hand decided to make the letter L. Very painful. And I had to ice it. And it swelled two sizes bigger than it normally would be. Now the next day, I found an orthopedic doctor. I went to Elite Sports Medicine in Brentwood, Tennessee. After many x-rays, they came in after the evaluation and told me the only way to repair my finger is surgery. So they braced my hand and they said they would set up the appointment for the surgery. They would be in touch and they sent me on my way. Now a few days later, my mom called me all excited that she wanted to give me a cruise for my birthday. And I told her, oh mom, I just started a new job. I can't do this right now. I can't take off for the surgery and take off for the cruise. But then she told me the date of the cruise and it fell on my sister's birthday and we were gonna go celebrate my sister. So I couldn't tell her no. So I said, okay, book it. Let me see what I can work out. What I did was I booked my surgery the day before I left on my cruise. That way I could have the surgery, leave the next day, and I could just recover on the cruise, minimizing how many days I had to take off. Now I shared in an earlier episode that I was lucky enough to land a position with a company by the name of Life Touch, putting me in churches all around Tennessee and surrounding areas. I had received my first assignment. It was for a church in Hendersonville, Tennessee. I remember arriving there early that day. I was about 45 minutes early and I walked inside and I was greeted by a nice woman by the name of Patty. I shook her hand and told her, hi, I'm here with Life Touch. And she said, oh, welcome. Let me give you a tour of the church so you can kind of know where everything might be. So she and I started to walk through the halls of the church. And as we did, I told her that I had had a spiritual experience. And anything she could share with me would be greatly appreciated because I was trying to learn things as fast as I could. So she was nice enough to walk through the halls and point things out and talk to me about God, about Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Now we found ourselves in the sanctuary, and she told me that they had a special prayer room behind the altar. And I asked her, can I go in there? And she said, sure, you can go in there anytime you want. It's public. I said, awesome. And then she turned to me and said, listen, it's been lovely, but I need to go back to work. Now, as she left, I found myself standing in front of the basin of holy water. Now I stood there for a minute and then I put my hand in the water and I brought it out and I did the gesture that I had seen on Hollywood movies and thinking this would be okay. I did Father, Son, Holy Ghost and I looked up and I said, 
forgive me if it's wrong, but you know where my heart is. I'm trying and I'm learning as fast as I can. I went in the back room and prayed. The second day I did the same thing. I put my hand in the water, did the same gesture, told him to please forgive me because I'm new at this. I went in the back and I prayed. The third day came about and I put my hand in the water and brought it out. And instead of doing the gesture, I rubbed my hand that I had in a brace and I went in the back room and prayed. The fourth day I came to the basin, I put my hand in, I did my gesture, asked for forgiveness, and I went in the back room and prayed. Now two weeks had passed, and it was time for my surgery. My husband had taken off of work. We both got up that morning and got ready to go to the surgery center. I arrived at the surgery center, and I remember we were walking down this very long hall, and to my right there were picture windows overlooking downtown Nashville. And as I looked over there, I could see how the hospital extended out. And when I looked, I had to take a sidestep and look again, because what I could see at the top was an American flag and a cross. And I thought, oh my, I'm supposed to be here too. So we finally find the location and we step in. And of course they do the normal things of taking your credit card and getting your information and signing you in and tell you to have a seat. So I was sitting next to my husband, and then they called my name to take me back to start the surgery. Of course, they give you your gown, and they give you those funny little grippy socks that we all love. And I went and changed into my gown, and I went into the place where they pull the curtain back, and a nice nurse there started taking my vitals. She started asking me all the questions that we normally get. Now, while she's talking to me, the doctor walks in. And the doctor says, hi. And I said, hi. And he goes, how you doing? I said, fine. He goes, let me see your hand. Now picture this. I was standing and I extended my hand out right in front of his face. My fingers were approximately three inches from his nose. And I proceeded to dance my fingers like I was playing a piano. His expression was priceless. He looked very surprised. So then he grabbed my hand and he moved my fingers about and he squeezed my knuckle right over my middle finger and he asked me, does this hurt? And I said, no, not at all. And he looked at me in the eye and he said, why are we doing surgery? And I said, I don't know, you tell me. He goes, well, if you wanna do surgery, we can, but if I saw you in my office today, I would tell you, you don't need surgery. With that, he turned to his nurse and he said, scratch the surgery, her finger's fine. Oh my goodness, I didn't have to have the surgery. Isn't that an amazing thing? But wow, how do I explain this to people? Oh my, well, I have an idea. Suri, what's the meaning of a miracle? Miracle means a surprising and welcome event that is not explicable by natural or scientific laws and is therefore considered to be the work of a divine agency. Well, I think Siri described it quite well. In my opinion, this was my miracle. So excited about what just happened. And now I'm getting ready to go on my cruise. That next morning, I caught my flight to Tampa and then we proceeded to go down to the ship. It was me, my mom, and my aunt, who by the way, are a lot of fun. We put our bags in our room and then we started to explore the ship. And I found my way to the front of the ship. And this is what I saw. I saw the ocean glistening because the sun was going down. The sky was a burnt orange 
and it had yellow ribbons peppered all through it. And all the way on the horizon, I saw the Skyway Bridge. What a majestic bridge. And the sun was going down just beautifully behind it. I had people to my right, I had people to my left. But at that moment in time, I felt I stood on that deck all by myself. And that's when I bowed my head and I thank God for my miracle. Now we're finally on our way to Mexico and we arrive and we get to the port and my mom and my aunt are shoppers. And as they're going in and out doing the touristy things and shopping in the stores, I found myself in the middle of the square in front of a gentleman with a kiosk making silver rings. I stood there amazed. He was cutting out names or initials and silver bands with a hacksaw. Wow, what a talent. Who does that? I just had to have one. So I went ahead and got mine. And I love it, by the way. I bet you can't guess what mine says. Uh, I won't make you guess. The name on my ring is Elohim. How could it not be? Now, many things continue to happen while I was on the cruise. One of the things that happens is I wake up every day at 4.44 and I wake up praying and talking to God. I don't know why, it just like a clock would go off in my head and it continued on the cruise. That was a good thing because I love a good sunrise. So my feet were on deck every morning to watch the beauty of a sunrise. One day while I was on the deck, it was still dark and a woman approached me and we struck up a conversation. And I shared a little bit about what had happened to me. And as we're talking, her eyes filled with tears. And she looked at me and she started sharing with me. And then she said, please pray for my daughter. She's going through a difficult time. And I assured her I would. And we shared life that day. At this time, I will admit to my listeners that one of the things I struggle with is praying out loud. I do pray, but out loud gives me anxiety. So that's something I'm working on, and with his help is the only way I'll be able to accomplish it. But as I say always, I'm a work in progress. I want to take a moment and thank you for listening. It's been amazing, and I'm happy that you're here. I want to invite you back next week, because next week I wrestle with God. Have you ever wrestled with God? Do you have those moments too? Come back next week and see who wins. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed our time together as much as I have. Wishing you an amazing week this week filled with abundant love. This is Laurie signing off. Be kind, be loved, and be the amazing you. Please hit the subscribe button and the like button and leave me a comment. I truly would love to hear from you. This has been Triune Loves Me with Laurie Garner. To learn more about Lori's unique journey, visit her blog, Triune Loves Me, at blogspot.com. And be sure to join Lori next time for another episode of Triune Loves Me.